I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? I'm shooting a lot of villagers in Resident Evil 4. That's how it's going. Yeah. Yes, Resident Evil 4 has launched, and uh, while we're not going to do a deep dive just yet, we are going to check in on our uh, first impressions uh, around the middle of the show but uh, yes, both Lou and I are playing Resident Evil 4 Remake on PC, and we'll have... I am much further along than you are, sir. Yes, yeah. We'll definitely check in on where we're at. I also forgot how damn long this game is. Yeah, it is... Uh, well, there's a reason it's full price. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big game. So uh, we will talk a bit about that in a little bit. But before that, let's get into the news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. So, Lou, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, check in on AMC's The Walking Dead, but uh, Fear the Walking Dead will be returning May 14th, and we have our first official trailer uh, giving us a look at the final season of Fear the Walking Dead. And um, its continuation of the uh, 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 Madison returning, uh, I think the biggest thing that not a lot of people are talking about is, um, or that I've seen, honestly, I didn't see this trailer until I kind of looked up the news. It's It just released five days ago as of this recording, but um, it looks like our heroes, specifically... Um, I'm, I'm blanking on names now for some reason. It's the main Morgan. My brain got there, caught up with my mouth eventually. But uh, Morgan and his family return to his house uh, in is it is it Atlanta in in the show like uh, season one of The Walking Dead? Yes, yes, it's in Atlanta. Yeah, so he's returned there and, and returned to his his home where and and Rick gets a name drop. We get a we get a name drop for Rick in this trailer, which is pretty pretty awesome too. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, this has been consistently one of my favorite of the spin-offs or pretty much my favorite of the spin-offs. I feel like everything else has kind of been very hit or miss uh in as in World Beyond, I think it was major miss. Um and this has always been, there's been a couple seasons I didn't like, but for the most part, once Morgan joined the show, I feel like it kind of found its stride that I was hoping for. Uh, and while I am sad to see it go, I'm glad we're not getting 10 seasons of Dragon On like we <laughs> did with the regular show. Yeah. Well, this is uh, season eight, so it was almost almost 10 seasons, which is pretty oh, crazy. Sorry, 11 seasons. Sorry. Walking Dead was, was 11 seasons. Yeah. Still, this is, uh, is a, a good chunk of content. Um, and like the trailer does go, you know, our new big bad is is obviously the organization that Madison was uh, was working with. 
But I think yeah. like, again, for me, you know, the biggest, the biggest reveal in the trailer is the fact that they've returned uh, to, you know, the walking dead season one. I mean, do we get some cameos from the walking dead prime here? Because he is technically returning well, I guess he's not returning because they 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 haven't been in that area for a very long time, right? Because they're further where's Alexandria and and that locate like further east or or is that what it is? The geography's yeah. all all, but they're they're no longer there, right? Um, it, Atlanta is all the way east, but it's south, and the regular show takes place up in up in the Virginia areas, kind Virginia. Pittsburghy area is kind of where regular Walking Dead kind of ended. Right. So my guess is they've been out west towards like Tennessee and west. they were in Texas and they've moved further east. My guess is if they if they're in if the season is hinting at them being in Atlanta, then they've gone all the way east to the east coast again. Oh right. So they went the opposite direction. Well, well if you remember, the regular Walking uh, Fear the Walking Dead started in California. And then they went down into Mexico Uh and then they went back up into Texas and then they slowly moved further and further east. They were in Tennessee at one point, I think in Oklahoma at another point. And they and uh, if they've gone to Georgia, that means they've gone all the way back to the beginning of the regular Walking Dead. Right. Right. So big loop. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of traveling. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see the reasoning for them returning there. But it seems like uh, we'll we'll, we won't have to wait long for answers. I mean, May 14th. So it'll be premiering uh, in just uh, six short weeks. And um, like we've done with previous Walking Dead, we'll cover, you know, the premiere or the first couple episodes, depending on how the schedule falls. And then we'll check in as the mid-season uh finale airs which uh, we also have a date for that lou because another spin-off is attached to the mid-season finale of fear the walking dead which is uh the walking dead dead city which will be premiering on june 18th uh we finally got a confirmation of when that would be arriving and we got a sort of uh new logo revealed there was a teaser trailer as well. Oh, was there? I did not see the teaser trailer, and that it's was something only I was like for. it's like it's like thirty seconds long. Oh, okay, okay. Is it just but Negan like walking through New York? It, it's basically somebody kidnaps Maggie's kid, and she shows up and says to Negan, "You owe me. You've got to help me. You're the only person I can trust to get him back." And Negan basically looks at her and is like, "All right, let's go." And like that's kind of the trailer. Oh, okay. Do we know who took Maggie's kid? Uh, don't, they don't tell you anything. We just know that the kid got taken. Huh. And that okay. she needs somebody's help. And so she goes knocking on Negan's door, basically. I see. Okay. Yeah. And there, and there was talk that this is taking place uh, two years after the finale of The Walking Dead. The, the story sort of takes place. There's a bit of a time jump, right? I remember reading mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Um, Oh, now I can't find it. Anyways, it, it's something I remember. I know it's supposed. I know it's supposed to be at least a year after the finale. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Oh yes. Years have passed since we last saw Maggie and Negan, and they just or they must now form a, a, an alliance in order to accomplish a dangerous mission. So they're headed to the island of Manhattan, The Walking Dead, Dead City. It's six episodes, so it's a shorter uh, season, which I 
for one love to see. I'm excited about that. That is good. I mean, honestly, like The Walking Dead is one of the few shows that I watch uh, that seems to keep the traditional cable network uh, episode runs. You know, right now, like it seems like the sweet spot is 10 episodes, like every like all the prestige shows have kind of aimed for around that number. Um, The show we're going to talk about later tonight, The Last of Us had nine episodes, would have had 10 uh, if not for um, some tweaking to the premiere episode. But it's it's a better number, especially for The Walking Dead. I really feel like they could tell the same story in a a quicker pace and, and we'd all be better for it. Um, but, uh, six episodes of, uh, you know, Maggie and Negan trying to, you know, and, and and I think that that's the sweet spot. I don't know if we can keep having these characters come back for seasons after season after season. I feel like this is a mini series one-off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, um, as you said, like if these spinoffs keep coming back and like tales did it, tales had six episodes it felt short at the time because I felt like there was a lot you could explore there. But the more I think about it, if AMC is insistent on giving us like a bunch of spinoffs within this world, make them short and sweet. I think two seasons, uh, two full seasons of World Beyond. I, I, actually, I think that one was reduced as well. That was a reduced 13 episodes per season. It's almost like they had it. It, it was. But originally it wasn't supposed to. It was supposed to be full seasons. And I believe they got reduced because of the pandemic. And when it was announced in and when it was announced, it was not supposed to be a two and done. They announced it was a two and done after the first season was a huge flop. And uh, I know that the budget for the second season was cut, which is funny because the second season was kind of better than the first. Yeah. The second season, it, it it almost felt like that was the problem. They had too much money the first time. No, and I was wrong. It was twenty episodes, ten per season. So it it was it was hitting that sweet spot, but it was almost like they they that just show had a lot felt of problems. like twenty episodes. Yeah, that show had a lot of problems. Let's not let's not go down that rabbit hole again. No, um, no, 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 no. Let's let's talk about something that's uh, a little bit unfortunate. It is related to our um, discussion, our main topic, but The Last of Us Part One. Uh, the remake of The Last of Us that was released on PlayStation 5 uh, last fall has now arrived on Steam on PC. But um, for now, you may want to hold off on purchasing because it is having uh, it is it is not a good port. It's not it doing so well. Broken. Yeah, I've seen some I've seen some glitches. <laughs> and man, is it broken? Yeah. I mean, look, I'll say this like it's. um. This appears to be a PC port with a lot of love put into it and uh, runs well on certain devices. However, uh, there are a lot of bugs uh, and a lot of visual glitches that are out there and performance issues. From my understanding, because this is I know that this is done by Naughty Dog, but Sony is involved in publishing this to PC, are they not? Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. There has been several issues with all of these PC Sony ports. Um, it, almost every single one of them is my, my understanding is, is it takes at least a month before they're actually working right on PC. Yeah. It, uh, it was an issue with Spider-Man. It was an issue with um, uh, Uncharted. Gone. 
Days Gone, every single thing they've ported to PC, they've all had an issue at first. Yeah. Well, you say I think at the first, only, the, you know, and like, the only thing, the only thing I, only one I haven't heard anything about is Returnal. Yeah. But I know Horizon sure. had some, some issues at launch. Like, here's the thing. I, um, I can kind of smell where you're headed with that. And I, I mean, like there could be some conspiracy theorists out there that think, you know, Sony is sabotaging. That. I don't no, think that's I don't the case. Think, I don't think that, I don't think that's the case at all. I <laughs> okay. just think, I just, I just think that they, they put them out and they're in a rush to get them out the door and they don't do proper QA. I don't think. And, oh, and PC's not there. And PC's not their thing. Yeah, no, it's not. And, and Sony has been hiring. They hire, they and not hiring, but they have been, um, they've purchased studios that, that, uh, uh, specialize in, in creating PC ports of console games. Um, yep. you know, here's the thing, like this was actually developed, uh, in-house by Naughty Dog, um, which is not, is not unique when it comes to the PlayStation ports that have happened. I believe days gone was also developed in-house with, with some, some, some additional studio support, but, they are working on it. Naughty Dog has, you know, acknowledged the issues. They are working on patches. There's actually been two patches since its launch. There's a reason I don't normally buy anything at launch, and I usually give anything a, at least a month before I buy it. Almost yeah. always. And here's the thing. Like, I I also try not to uh, buy games on PC right away. I know Resident Evil 4 was an exception because... Um, they had the demo. The demo ran fine. I thought, okay, the the demo runs fine. I tested on my hardware. It's a good, it's a good benchmark, right? And it worked quite well. Um, and I did that with a Diablo Four open beta as well. Ran superbly on my hardware. So I was like, okay, good. We're all set. But like, I think when you launch on PC, unless you have like a really good, as you said, like a really good QA pipeline that is established for testing on PC you do unfortunately have to ride this wave of like, okay, let's get it out to the masses, the various infinite amount of configurations out there of PCs, because like you can't, you can't even depend. You can kind of depend on video cards, right? Cause there's like specific chipsets for in AMD yep. and Nvidia and you can kind of target like what's going to work there. But then you start to mix in like hard drives, Ram, CP, all that stuff. And yep. it just becomes a mess and you kind of have to, and I, I'm, I'm, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like you kind of have to rely a bit on, we know this is going to come in a little hot. It's almost like it, they should have released it in early access and been like, Hey, you know, if you want to jump in, we're committed to fixing the bugs. I almost feel like that's the best approach for PC because otherwise you deal with, I would love to, I would love to see people do that, but I don't think that's happening. No, I, I and think, you're right. I think it's, I think I think AAA studios view that early access thing as like, yeah, that's for indies. We're not indie. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. And um, you're right. Naughty Dog was not going to do that. Uh, but it's it's tough. It's all about like how you respond to the criticism and how, how like you saw what happened with CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077 and how they responded. Now that was the opposite situation. It was fine on PC, not so great on consoles. And I feel like they responded to it in a way that that worked out in their favor. I think the news today was just like they've had their their most successful year ever, <laughs> you know, uh in their company history or second most successful. So I 
I think the right approach is acknowledge the issues, commit to fixing the fixing the game. And I think like if you look at previous PC offerings by PlayStation, they usually work themselves out within the first month, as you said, Lou. And, you know, I played Horizon on PC. It, it, you know, it did have a rocky launch, uh, but it it plays fine, plays superbly now. I hear Days Gone is amazing on Steam Deck. It works really well. Uh, I hear the same with Spider-Man. I hear Spider-Man yeah. runs like a champ on Steam Deck. Exactly. I've come I've come so close to buying it, but I already have beaten it and played it on PS4. I am not paying more than 20 bucks for that game. <laughs> yeah, I am in the same boat. I, I keep eyeing Spider-Man. I'm like, man, that thing hits like 25, even 30 Canadian. And I will I will I will replay that game. No problem. And uh, I'm just waiting for that price point. It'll get there eventually. You know, I can yep. be patient. Um, yep. But yeah, I really would like to play Spider-Man on my Steam Deck. Um, another game I would really love to play, Lou, is Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, I don't think Valve is capable. There's always this joke of Valve is incapable of making a game that is a third has a three in it. Uh, to go as far as um, to announce Counter Strike Two, even though Counter Strike Go really felt like Counter Strike Two. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't play Counter Strike, so I'm like, I'm sure there's a reason why that one was not two, and then this one is two. But uh, anyways, uh, players have found a reference to Left 4 Dead 3 in Counter-Strike 2's files, uh, leading to some additional rumors, uh, you know, uh, looking at Valve making a Left 4 Dead 3. Not coming. Yeah, no, this is this is like this is a nothing story, probably, uh, but I included it, you know. It's uh, as much as I would love to play Left 4 Dead 3, we kind of got that with uh, 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 the other game, the the new one. Yeah. Oh, um, but, uh, Back for Blood. Back for Blood. But uh, if anything, I think if Valve did decide to do a Left 4 Dead 3, they'd learn a lot from what Back for Blood did. Yeah. Well, I mean, Back for Blood was, in my opinion, Left 4 Dead 3. And I enjoyed my time with Back for Blood. Um, and I definitely, I think I need to go back and play some more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there was problems with that at launch. And, and I think the fact that they're not continuing to do DLC and they've dropped it like a hot potato. I mean, I, I, I think that's a telling thing. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, whereas valve continues to support left for dead too, even yes. after almost 20 years. Yeah. So, and I mean, like to add fuel to the fire of the, the, this is a nothing burger. Uh, the, the reference was left for dead three, and then in brackets, it's like a, it looks to be like an array of some kind. Um, and it's a uh, uh, severity high uh, priority none. <laughs> so, you know, I don't even I you could even qualify this as like, hey, we know people look at our code. Uh, they're going to data mine this. Let's let's throw an Easter egg in of like. It's not happening. I, I that's mean, a, that's a valve thing. That's a valve thing. Very much so. And uh, look, valve, the way they work is they have a large group of developers and um, they work on what they want to work on. Obviously, they support Steam. If they all decided they didn't want to work on Steam anymore, it wouldn't matter. They, they'd have to still support Steam. But in terms of the games they make, it, it comes down to like, what does the majority of the developers want to work on? And if you have a 300 team 
person team and you need 250 of those to make, you know, Left 4 Dead 3 or Portal 3 or whatever, it's going to take some convincing, uh, especially I think after Back for Blood hit. And it's kind of like that's, you know, how how do we do anything? How do we do it differently and make a bigger splash than they did? You know, um, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, Lou, let's uh, let's wrap up some stories here with uh, Resident Evil 4 remake talk uh, and introduce it with the fact that they have uh, as part of their marketing, um, they have some anime shorts. I don't know if you got a chance to watch these. I have not, but I'm just looking at the stills and I am excited to watch these when we're done. recording. Yeah, so they're done in the style of uh, I'm trying to trying to find it. Um, they are done in the style of um, there's like a specific there is i just saw it in the article two seconds ago and then you <laughs> said it and now i can't find it oh uh nippon animation right so are they the folks behind um uh I, i've not watched any of their films but like they're they're big anime films they do really well and uh, they're usually hand-drawn it's not um some, no, oh you're, it's not. It's not the people that do like. Uh, it's not um, Miyazaki. Okay, it's not that. No, but but it's uh, not Miyazaki Studio. Right, right. Okay, so but I I did watch these and and they are they're obviously very tongue in cheek. They're very fun. Um, they you know they all end in uh, Leon's death. <laughs> so of course they do. Yeah, so he he does not do well in these in these animated shorts, but they are fun. They're part of the marketing, and honestly, they like they uh, needed this for marketing. I mean, come on, they did. It sold th- it sold three million copies on PC over the weekend. Is my understanding? Wow. Okay. Well, they did just fine. Um, but two of those copies were were you and I. We we ended up picking these up. Yes, and- we did. This will act as like a preview for our next episode because because neither of us have finished the game. Uh, we hope no. to finish it when when we talk about it in two weeks. But uh, Lou, I'll start with you. Like you're a bit further than I am. I'm quite a bit further than you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. Um. So again, uh, we talked about the chainsaw demo. I think before. Mm-hmm. Yes, we and, did. And uh, and uh, I didn't finish it because I got killed. Pardon me. I got killed twice by the chainsaw dude. And I said, you know what? I'm going to come back to this when it's a full game. I'll, I'll like, you've sold me. I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to try to beat it only to have to do this again when the real game comes out. And so I put it aside and I, did, I uninstalled it and I didn't touch it again. And I was surprised that the, the, the chainsaw demo, the whole thing, that is pretty much the opening. The only thing you did not get in that chainsaw demo is the opening trailer that shows him pull up with the cops and the cops get out of the car. That is it. it th- that is exactly where the, the, the chainsaw, that is what the chainsaw demo left out. And then the chainsaw demo uh, uh, picks up again. And I, I mean, I'm impressed. Uh, it's not as goofy. Uh, I think I talked, I think I talked about it when the steam deck first came out. I read that the original Resident Evil 4 was playable on Steam Deck and I was looking for something to try and play. And so I tried playing the original Resident Evil 4 and I think I told you, might have been off the show, that it was kind of wonky in the controls. It, it, like, it wasn't as much fun as I remember it being because I've literally bought play, uh, Resident Evil 4 on every console imagined. 
I owned it on GameCube. I owned it on PS2. I owned it on 360. I owned it on PC. I, I That thing has come out on so many things that I've bought it every time. And I've beat it on all of them. You know what I mean? I had it on Wii. You know, I've beat it on everything. And I've always enjoyed my time with it. I've always had a fun time with it. But going back when I tried to play it on my Steam Deck, it's probably been about six years. And it was just, the dialogue was kind of clunky. It has it 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 was still a good game, but it hadn't aged as well as I thought it had. And as soon as I picked up this version of the game and started playing it, it feels I don't want to say it's different. It's the same plot. Leon goes the same places. Leon does many of the same things, but it's different enough that it feels like a new game. Um, Leon has dialogue with people. And in the other dialogue, he'd be like, yo, what's up? And in this version, it's like, don't go over there. Like, like everything is much more serious, but the game isn't too serious. It knows that it's trying to be more serious like the other remakes were. So there are jokes like like the, the shopkeep, the, the, the guy you run into that sells you stuff. He never says what you're buying, but he does make a joke about it at some point. Uh, and his dialogue seems to be random and I was paused there or just standing there because I had to get up and get something and I forgot to pause and I knew I was safe in the store and I'm pretty sure at one point he makes a wisecrack about not what you've been buying but like like in other words can I ask you what you're going to be buying or something like that and the way he says it is almost like he's making a joke about the other game Hmm. and I had to chuckle um a lot of the puzzles are different in a better way. I haven't run across a single puzzle that's made me go like, I got to look up. I got to look up how to do this. But I also haven't uh, I haven't run into any puzzles that were 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 not challenging at all either. They've all been pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, I'm almost I'm at the point where um, I'm in the castle and uh, uh uh, Ashley ran away from me and I've just reunited with her and I believe I'm about to fight the first of uh, the little the little short dude in the hat um, I think I'm supposed to, um, I think I'm about to fight the first of his bodyguards Oh, I okay. think and they've nailed him because okay. when I replayed the original he's always one of the weak points of the game He's always really silly. Yes. And his dialogue is not creepy. It's goofy. And you can't help but laugh at everything he says. And it's not that the voice actor did bad. It's just his accent feels fake. He feels silly. And he's not aged well over time. Whatever they did, they've changed his look. They've changed his voice. They've changed his dialogue completely. This the 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 scenes where he, when you first meet him and you walk into the foyer of the of the castle and he's waiting there for you and he introduces himself, it's creepy. Like it's not it's not silly. Uh he's and I wouldn't say he's scary. He's just kind of like he makes you feel dirty. Hmm. He's like his dialogue with Leon is more along the lines of like, oh, you think you can fight us? You can't fight us. You're going to join us eventually. And Leon's like, no, I'm going to get out of here. 
He's like, well, I'll let you think that, that, that you're going to get out of here. But, you know, I'll have my fun with you first. And then he walks away. And you're like, oh, that is not the kind of dialogue he had the first time I played this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not that far. I'm, um, where am I? I? I think I'm just finishing the first, not part, but I, I'm in like chapter five or six. And I think I'm exiting the village area. Which is because yep. there's like three chunks of areas. There's village, there's castle, and there's one other. There's there's the there's the there's the village, the castle, and then there's like uh it's like the dig site. Okay, yep. If yep. I remember right, there's like a construction area after the castle, and then right after you get out of the construction area, it's like there's like a small area. I can't remember what it is, and that's the end of the game. Okay. So I'm I'm still very early on. I'm about to get out of the castle is where I believe I am. Um, they've changed some stuff. Um, I won't say too much more because I know we want to talk about it next episode. But the whole opening of the game is very similar. But once you step out of um, in the original game, when the chainsaw people run away and you go through the ne- the next gateway into the next area, it's like a little farm area. And that looks very similar, but unfolds very differently. And the area, if you've played the original game, you understand where they're going with that area, but it is different. And in a good way, not in a bad way. It's different in a good way. And then after you step beyond that point, everything is very similar to the original game, but the pathways are a little different. How you get places are a little different. Door placings are a little different. Like if there's a hut, like like they'd be like a shack where you'd bet ammo. The shack will be there, but the shack will be smaller or the shack will be bigger or like getting into the <clears throat> getting into the um, the cathedral where Ashley's locked up. They have the same puzzle. It's the same rotate the stained glass in the window puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's still you got to go up the stairs and you got to do this. And it it's very similar. But getting in and out of that 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 whole fight is different. Um, the, when you left that uh, structure and you went to the right, you had to go down a dirt path, and there was like a whole bridge fight. That bridge fight's gone. There's still a path and there's still some bridges, but it's more like you're going through a a, a construction zone, and it's not all like falling off cliffs and Leon jumping across and stuff. They've changed it, and it's it 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 flows much much smoother. And you much, much more quickly get into the fights with people and move on. Right. They've removed uh, the quick time events too, right? There's no quick time events? Yes. There's no quick time events. Um, Everything is way less grindy. Um, I watched a video today that taught me a trick about the chainsaw part in the beginning of the game. Um, Apparently, uh, if you run straight to the house, and I will spoil this for anybody that has not played the game yet, because I thought this was awesome. If you run to the house where Leon locks the door and the chainsaw guy has to cut through the door and you ignore everything. You run up the stairs, you jump through the door and then you run over to the, the the rooftop where you can pick up a gem and you stand there and you aim your gun off in the distance between some trees. You can see the tower with the bell. (laughs) If Leon shoots the bell, it rings and all the fight stops. Huh? I did not know that. That's really cool. And you don't ever have to fight any of them. Oh, that's really neat. I mean, um, 
I found that, like, for me, you know, I, it had been a while since I played Resident Evil 4. But I think every good remake that comes out, it has to feel, uh, especially if it's a true remake. We're not looking, we're not talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a different category of game. But specifically with Resident Evil 4 and the other Resident Evil uh, remakes they've done is it's familiar. You know, you, it's very familiar. Yep. And that is the right feeling for a remake. Yep. Um I feel like if they had been tempted to make the fourth remake first, they might have been tempted to like bring a lot of like those um those additions of gameplay, like the parrying with the knife. Like you can parry everything with the knife. And uh I did not know that until until I played this yeah. game. I didn't remember that very well, but uh you can parry the chainsaw, it'll destroy your knife. The knife you have is destructible. You have to repair it once it breaks. And you also can pick up disposable ones too. Yeah, you can pick up. I think they they're literal kitchen knives. Uh, and and you know you can parry everything. There's the you know um, the there's more melee moves. The one the one major change that I don't know if you've experienced it yet. I don't know how far along you are. Have you picked up the crossbow yet? Uh, the, the bolt shooter is that what you're the talking? Bolt or? shooter. Yes. yes, I have. Yeah, I got that. Yep. Okay, because in the original game. Uh, I think it was shortly after you rescued Ashley, the, the they gave you a gun called the Mind Thrower. Yeah, and it only has six rounds, and Leon never gets more mines for it. The only way Leon gets more mines for it is when you buy the 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 ammunition upgrade, and he never gets any refills for it. It's like one of the most useless guns in the game. Like when the mines go off, it's great. They kill people. It's like a rocket launcher, only it doesn't do as much damage. But the gripe with it is, is sure, it's a rocket launcher and it does whatever, but it's constantly like the rocket launcher kills everything instantly, A. And B, when you run out of ammo, it becomes a hunk of junk. So I always would use it as soon as I got it till I ran out of ammo in it. And then I would dump it for the money and use it to buy upgrades for my other guns. What they've done instead is they've given you this thing called a bolt thrower, and you can use your junk knives with um, with scrap metal, mm -hmm. and you can make more bolts for it. The bolts are, as long as you don't shoot them off camera, like off a cliff, every bolt you that hits a wall or a person is retrievable by you. So that it's like having infinite bullets as long as you're willing to go pick them up again. And then later on, after you get the bolt thrower, it becomes available to you. The next time you meet the shop guy, he offers you mines as a as a as a um, craftable item. And the bolt thrower then becomes a mine thrower. If you make mines, you can stick them on a bolt and that bolt is often destroyed. But you also got like a rocket launcher shot with it. Hmm. Yeah, I did get the I remember him saying that and you can craft bolts because uh, yeah. I, I, I upgraded my knife pretty much right away because I was I was. it's important to use the knife a lot, like especially like a lot of the fights you're going to be getting into that that are that, you know, in the demo, that original sort of village uh, fight where you're not meant to kill everything you're meant to just survive for a period of time but it's a good setup for how a lot of future encounters are going to work uh there's a lot of encounters where you're going to have like a boss enemy and a bunch of 
extras that you have to take care of. Um, like I just did a fight where I was fighting two chainsaw uh, ladies and um, but they kind of give you a they give you like a big area. They, gi- they give you a big area to fight in. So like you can kind of you can kind of run around and the enemies will follow you and you, you learn the pattern pretty quick. But, you know, it's it can be nice to to launch some mines. And I should have done it with that one because it would have been perfect because there's a lot of like long long stretches of 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 running Uh, and the other thing too that you probably didn't know is you don't have to miss with the mines you can shoot them onto somebody and they will blow up yeah Yeah. so when i was fighting those chainsaw ladies i would wait for them to both be standing near each other and then i would shoot one in the shoulder or in the leg and then she'd pause and try to pull the arrow out and then it would blow up and it would send both of them flying and then i'd take out the rest of the guys in the room that would have been I did end up finishing it uh, just um, uh, using other techniques, but that would have been good. I, I should have, because I, I think, you know, they, they, you do find, I found some mines. I didn't craft them. I found them. So um, I do have them. The other fight that was helpful with that is I had to fight the big giant uh, Goliath dude the first time. And I had, I had 10 mines. <laughs> and so every time... Uh, the thing wasn't out on his back. I would shoot him with a mine and it would blow up and then the thing would come out on his back and then I would find a way to jump up on his back and slash it and kill him. Right. Yeah. Is it... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask something, but you know what? It, it's probably better for... Uh, uh, next week. Next week, yeah. We're, but anyways, it sounds like we're both enjoying it. It is a is a great title. Um, if you were worried about them remaking Resident Evil 4, fear not, because like, honestly, the remake for two and three really should have, um, it, it eased my fears. Like once two and three were good, I was like, yep, announce Resident Evil 4 remake. A lot of people thought like, well, why do we need a remake of that one? It's a we 20 year old totally game. It, it's old. We totally did. We did. We definitely did. And they, they've done a great job with it so far. So uh, hopefully both Lou and I will have finished it in, in two weeks and we'll be able to talk about um, in, in, in it, the whole game. We'll be able to talk about the whole thing. So um, look forward to that in uh, the very near future. Uh, but until then, let us head into our main topic for this episode. You came here to say goodbye or something? No. I came here to steal one of these horses and go. Well, we gave you one. I know. Anyway, that was 30 minutes ago, and I guess... You deserve a choice. I still think you'd be better off with Tommy. Let's go. Okay. All right. Lou, The Last of Us has completed its first season on HBO, and as promised, we're going to talk about the the second half because we, we've we actually uh, checked in on this one. Um, this will be our third time chatting about The Last of Us, and uh, we uh, last spoke, I think, uh, around episode four or five. Uh, that clip comes from episode six. Uh, that came from episode seven. Uh, we covered one. We covered one through six. Did we? 
Yep. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, either way, th- I think that was a it's a fitting clip because, you know, Joel says it. You deserve a choice. And I think that comes down to like the whole conversation of The Last of Us and the ending, which we'll talk about, obviously, tonight, is that Ellie deserved a choice and no one gave her a choice <laughs> at the at the end of, of the show uh, or at the game, really. And I think the show did a much better job of um, setting up the, the the discussions that would happen about the ending of whether Joel made the right call or, you know, save humanity, save Ellie. Okay. And um, I think, you know, the game having come out 10 years ago and its ending, that was the original discussion of like, did he doom humanity? Did he did he did he save Ellie? Like. But now, like watching the show and and the way the show was set up and then obviously now both of us having having kids, I I thought at the beginning, like when the game came out, like I thought he obviously made the right choice. Um, But the show sets up this other discussion of like, of course, he made the right choice because the Fireflies are idiots. (laughs) Um, And I I discussed this on the Gamers Inn with my co-host Jocelyn, who's been on the show as well. Uh, She made a very valid point of like, who kills the one person they find that is immune? Like, why Why do a procedure that's going to kill her right off the bat? It, it makes no sense. Um, well, okay. So I back in the day, we talked about it, and we all thought Joel made the right choice. We, we've talked about the game. We've, we've talked, the, talked about this story to death. Yes. As soon as that episode aired, neurologists and vaccine uh, and, and, and people who work with uh, uh, fungus and all that stuff. We're like, yeah, it doesn't work this way. We'd cut open her head and we'd take a, a, a we'd take a, uh, 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 we'd take a, um, we'd treat it like a cancer sample and we'd take a, um, uh, I forget what the term is, uh, but they take a little chunk and then we'd have patched her back up and she'd have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the argument could be made like we are, this is the apocalypse. It's 20 years past. Like, you know, we don't have the same skills, but I think the, the game, at least part two acknowledges that the skill set was there, but maybe the, the, like, it'd be hard to argue the equipment would be fine 20 years later, like perfectly fine. Right. Um, you could make that argument. My other argument is, is even if they did get the vaccine and they could save humanity, is it worth it? Because, Every almost every community they run across or every person they run into fireflies or the 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 what are they called the the, the federalists or uh fedra fedra even if they run into them both sides suck everybody's shitty do we deserve to be saved that's the bigger question well it's it's not even about deserving to be saved it's also like the the like humanity has fallen like you know civilization has 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 fallen um is it possible to recover you know uh i think there are a lot like those those questions existed at the end of the game and they exist at the end of the show uh but i think what the show does really well in my mind i don't feel like it's bad writing or bad setup um it, it really feels like this is a group that has been trying for decades to to solve all the world's problems and failing miserably, 
you know, like yeah. th- there's a line at the very beginning of the season of like, um, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years. It's not a rebellion when we, when we've done, we've succeeded nowhere. This is, this is, it's, it's not a rebellion, you know, like they, in their own minds, they're failures. And, and even at the end of the season, when she says, you know, I traveled with five guys, uh, across the country and there, and all of them died, you know, and didn't you make it here all by yourself? And it's like, are you really truly capable of doing what you're like? Are they just hell bent on trying to fix this, that they just don't see these idiot. Like, I believe it as characters that they are making these choices blindly because they're just so focused on trying to save everyone. They're so focused on trying to win. Yeah. They're not trying to think about what they're doing along the way as before they win. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it, it like obviously like the, the the whole ending discussion it, it's obviously come up uh, and that's the reason we're talking about it right off the bat and uh, of course you know you knew we were going to talk spoilers but it's just i i think that um the the ending does does a very good job just like in the video game of you know Joel Joel recognizes that like what what they're doing is wrong and he saves Ellie and he, you know, he kills the doctor in cold blood, which uh, will. Well, and he kills the doctor. I wouldn't even say it's in cold blood. He says to the doctor, unhook her. Mm-hmm. And my, the implication I got was he killed all the other guys because they were soldiers, right? Yeah. he lets the two nurses live. He did, of course, yeah. But when he, but when he points the gun at the, the, the doctor, the doctor, he seems almost very arrogant. His reply back to Joel is, I can't remember the exact words, but it's something like, you're not going to stop this procedure. I'm not going to let you. And it's like, dude, you have a scalpel. He has a gun. <laughs> he brought, he literally brought a <laughs> knife to a, a gunfight. You, you literally are in the knife gunfight thing and you're going to talk to the, you think he's going to let you live knowing that you're putting the girl in danger? No, but we do have to go back. Yeah. We before we let's not talk about the ending first. Let's go back. Okay. Well, what what do you want to like? Uh, obviously, la- since we last checked in, um, I think the biggest thing. So the biggest thing is we get to Jackson, and I know you didn't well, play part two, right? Like you? No, I did not. Uh, there's so Jackson is something that exists in reference in uh, the first game. Uh, yes. You don't actually see it. They actually concepted it all out there. Again, there's a great companion podcast. Uh, I'm not trying to get you to stop listening to this one and go listen to another one, but HBO has a great companion podcast. Gives you a lot of extra details. Um, Troy Baker, Craig Mazin and uh, Neil Druckmann are on it and they, it's fantastic. But um, Jackson didn't exist in part one, but because this is an adaptation done in, done after part one and two of the video games, they include Jackson in season one and you get to see it. And there are a lot of Easter eggs for, uh, part two, you know, um, the horse shimmer, uh, there's maybe even a Dina, uh, you know, drop in there, a little Easter egg. It's really cool. They did a really, it's a really, you know, this is why adaptations are really cool because, you know, you can, you can do stuff that wouldn't have been possible. They know where the story's going now, so they're going to do it. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, and um, and so the Joel we meet in the beginning of the show, he shoots and asks questions later. And the telling thing for me in the beginning of episode seven is 
it shows this guy who's hunting come back to his cabin and his wife sitting there and she clearly tells him there's somebody here like with her eyes oh right and they act like nothing and one of the reasons i like that is both of those actors i've seen them in other things and both of them are playing the roles they play in everything and um like they like the joel we met in the beginning of the show would have shot both of them and just took all this stuff you know what i mean yeah and he clearly leaves they clearly give him directions and he clearly is nice they even feed them before they go right yes and yeah. then they leave and it shows you that he's changed already traveling with ellie and then they get to the town and meet tommy and he has that anxiety attack moment where he doesn't know what to do when the dog is going to smell her mm -hmm. because she might be infected. Well, yeah. I mean, she, we know that she shows up infected on the Fedra devices, right? Right. And so um, he has the whole thing where they get there. He doesn't like the guy, the girl that, 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 it, that Tommy's with. There's a whole thing. It is very similar in the game, but it's different enough that they, they flushed out the weaknesses in the story from the game and everything in this show there's always a subtle hint um like they get to take a shower and ellie's kind of like oh man i get to take a shower here like they have power they have all these things and ellie even makes a joke like man even in boston we didn't have this you know what i mean like clearly fedra's an idiot too mm-hmm yeah, well, it, they, they, we, the, I think this is the first, you know, sign of civilization we've seen, you know, that is, that is working. Yeah. And it, and it comes down yeah. to the fact that they have a group of like-minded folks that have figured out a way to survive in that area. But this second yeah. half of the show also shows us, you know, communities that have like-minded folks but are struggling to survive and and sometimes it comes down to yeah. just luck on how you're set up right and right. um it's it, like so that was the other thing they adapted after uh, so in jackson city after they leave like it's similar in the game where joel wants joel is trying is is trying to get ellie to go with with his with his brother tommy tommy won't go because tommy's married and has, has a kid on the way and way, obviously yeah. Ellie chooses Joel and, and Joel feels bad about trying to shoot, but he's worried. He's worried. He's not going to be able to get her there alive. And I, I much prefer the way the show portrayed it and that he's having these, um, he, these anxiety attacks, these panic attacks, and he doesn't know what's going on, but he, he quickly figures it out that he's, he's getting older. Like there are a lot of these hints dropped of like, he's losing hearing in his right ear you know, he's a little bit slower. Um, is he going to be able to keep them both alive to get to the fireflies? Where you know? they got to go. Yeah. And that's the whole conversation over this whole season. And I think in the game, you know, they they didn't portray it quite as strongly as they did in, in the show. But similar to the game, you know, Joel gets injured uh, and then we we see the perspective shift towards Ellie. Um, we get the left behind DLC episode, which is just after um, the, the Jackson episode. Uh, 
how did you feel about did you play the dlc uh when it launched for the last of us or did you miss it i never played the dlc um because i played and i beat the game and then it came out and it was all pre game content yes nothing was post game content and uh someone explained it i think you or somebody else explained the story to me and i was like cool i know what happens i don't need to play that now yeah it's it's something that can like it's a really cool experience but it can be summed up pretty quickly but i felt like in the show and in the game it tells a really interesting story and gives us much more insight into ellie as a character that we just we definitely did not get as much in the game um and in the show i think we do get quite a bit but i i think it's placed really well in the show you know where you have that shifting perspective of joel who's injured and out of it and it's more focused on ellie and we get this backstory because riley's been mentioned you know actually the show does a really good job of kind of connecting everything in a much better way um yeah you know how ellie and marlene how marlene actually knows ellie and how Riley is related to the Fireflies. You really don't get like the Firefly connection with Riley and Marlene in the game. Like it's kind of a, a a passing reference. But because in the show you can spend more time on the storytelling and not have to worry about how bored the player is waiting for the cutscene to end. Like they can do a much better job with storytelling in the show. So I did really appreciate that left behind uh, episode. And um also the adaptation of uh of uh david's character with the with the community i don't remember them being more religious in the video game i i remember i don't remember a whole they lot were religious they were he was a cult leader and it oh, okay. was clear in the in the in the game um i there was there wasn't necessarily a lot of god references but it was made like he was he wasn't just the guy in charge of the town they were following him like he was a like he was a, like a priest in oh the game. i see like he was there. And, yeah. and he was much more burly in the game. Yes. Like he was much more mountain man with like a like a like a like a like a big bushy beard and stuff. I liked the way they portrayed him in this better. Yeah, it's it's really well done in the show. Very, very creepy. Also, I love Troy Baker's character. Yeah. Troy Baker played a really good bad guy. Yeah, Troy Baker did a fantastic job. And I, I guess that brings up the other point of like, so we weren't sure when Troy and uh, Ashley Johnson were going to show up because it was announced that they would be uh, part of the show. It was announced at one point that she was going to play Ellie's mom. So I did kind of figure out what episode they were going to reveal that in. So mm-hmm. and and she did a fabulous job. You know, they did a good job dyeing her hair, too, because. She's in a lot of stuff and she's not often a brunette like that. So they they definitely did some work to make her look like she was Ellie's mom. Yeah. Well, they did. Honestly, like, it's so crazy hearing Ashley Johnson in the show. And I'm glad they I'm glad they made her Ellie's mom, because honestly, like, it's really hard to hear her voice and not immediately think Ellie. So like the immediate connection of like, Oh, of course she'll play the mom. And then her sounding like Ellie works for the character because, and it works for folks who played the game. And it's just, it's a really neat connection, but like, yeah. How did you feel about them straight up 
showing why Ellie is immune. Like, did you did you believe that? Did it feel? I did, and and that's better than the game ever does because the game never. It, it, it maybe it happens in two. I don't know, but it, they never fully explain why she's immune. She just is. No, yeah, in the game they don't. Um, honestly, from what I've heard, again in the <laughs> the companion podcast, they they talk about Neil Druckmann had put together this short story that was going to be a comic book explaining why how Ellie was immune, and uh, it never got it never went into production. I think they had the idea of either the comic book or the DLC, and they got the DLC greenlit, so they went with that. But it is it is something that um they wanted to incorporate into the lore, but didn't get a chance until the show. But the, essentially the idea is like she was giving birth and bit while giving birth. And obviously there's a lot of science behind, you know, um, when, a, when a mother is vaccinated while pregnant, like those immunities can be passed along to the baby. Uh, there's a lot right. of that, that, you know, if any, you and I both have been in those appointments where, you know, oh, that yeah. is discussed and, you know, a lot of shots involved when you're, uh, when you're having a, when you're, you're preparing to have a kid. Yeah. You, you gotta know your blood types because mm-hmm. if you're this and the other person's that you gotta get this shot. This, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of, they explain that and, and Marlene is there. Marlene is there when Ellie's born. So that's the connection there. But, uh, Ellie's mom and Marlene are longtime friends. So, and they were both fireflies. So like they they really established more of this history of these characters. And and honestly, just through those little moments that don't exist in the game helps bolster like the overall story and make it much more compelling. But honestly, like it all that information also makes, you know, Marlene and the fireflies just seem like complete washouts. <laughs> you know, like they just they're just so uh, not great at what they're doing, you know? And, and, and then, and the, also the other thing too is, is Ellie is a federalist cadet learning to protect the city. And when you hear the, when you hear hit the guy talk to her, about how he wants to make her an officer, right? Yeah. His dialogue is like, because, because we're the only thing keeping, uh, from, from pure anarchy on the street. And all I keep thinking is not really. If, if if it takes jackboot thugs to walk around and punch people in the face and arrest people for next to no reason and you're you're acting like 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 you're the heroes then that you're not really the heroes <laughs> yeah yeah you're borderline bad guys yeah well there's a lot and of every bad time, guys and, yeah. and every time you meet every time they get to a new city it's like always the federalists are being jerks and it's like yeah like nobody's like this whole show is so in the gray area. Nobody's right ever. Doesn't matter what side you're on. You all suck. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and that kind of brings us to the back to the last episode and, um, you know, uh, how we do get we do get the big giraffe moment, which that was a real giraffe by the way, uh, all yep. filmed and in I, Calgary. If I remember right, if I remember right, the giraffe moment is later in the game. It's like end game, isn't it? Not that early. It's not before they get to. It is before. Yeah. It's right before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, the pacing is done very close to the video game. Like honestly that yeah. they skip. Um, The one thing they do actually cut completely is Ellie's fear of water, which I, which I get is like a very gameplay specific thing of like, 
you know, they don't touch on that in the show at all. And there's a big water section in that final level. Because they don't need to. Um, the other thing, too, that was interesting to me is when they get to the college campus uh, before they meet the um, uh, uh, before they meet, they she gets to see monkeys and stuff. Right. And they get to that whole college campus that's like a university. That whole layout of the building when they're standing outside, it literally looks just like I remember it in the game. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they intentionally used a landmark, but it feels like they used a landmark. They did a very good job of uh, scouting locations in in and around Calgary, uh, Alberta. And it's all shot there um, to the point where I, I know you and I are, are mutual uh, fans and friends of, of Scott Johnson, who, who I'm, I'm slowly catching up on some of us. I'm a few weeks behind, but he was talking about The Last of Us and he was going on about how, man, they they must have had to shoot that final episode in SLC, you know, and uh, Salt Lake City. And they didn't. It's all in Calgary and it's and it's shot strategically, yep. but it like it looks so damn and i mean you can do a lot with cg right like if you see some of the behind the scenes stuff for the for the giraffe moment um it's just it's a real life giraffe at the calgary zoo just with a bunch of blue screens around um and they spent like a month working on that that specific shot because they had to get the giraffe used to this new environment and used to you know uh the actors and 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 the crew so like they this is there's a reason this works so well on HBO is because they spent a month to get that one draft shot, which every fan right. of the video game would have been up in arms if it wasn't in the show or if it was done poorly with CG and it just no. And that and, and that's uh, uh, this show. I will say this. This show nailed it. Um, The fact that they nailed the ending too. Uh, I went from watching this and going like, I don't know if I will ever watch this again to when this ended. I went. Okay, I don't think I'll watch it again right away, but I can definitely think about like five, six years down the road. I'm looking for something to watch or uh, my kids old enough to watch something more mature. I can definitely picture myself watching this again and not hating it. Um, I I don't know if I could ever play the game again um, because I didn't love the gameplay. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I didn't love it. And it's very video gamey. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, um, and, 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 and and I feel like I can get the whole story from the show. Now I don't need to go back and play that next time. I want to experience that story. I'm going to watch it. Not going to play it. Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with, with, uh, with Jocelyn, um, because she never played the games and has now watched the show. And she was like, Oh, maybe I'll go play part one. Cause the part one remake actually take, you know, addresses a lot of those gameplay issues, which I a hundred percent agree with you. Like the gameplay for the last of us was, did not match the story, but the gameplay for the last of us part two definitely matches the story. And that part one remake takes a lot of that gameplay and implements it into the first one. So, you know, I think that part one remake if you were looking to get, if you were looking to play the game again, that's my recommendation. But honestly, if you're not interested in playing the game and I, and I said this to Jocelyn, like, look, we're like, we're looking at like a two to three year wait for part two or season two, which will be, we'll talk a bit about the future of the last of us in, in a little bit on HBO, but I would recommend, 
you know, wait for a sale for part one, visit it down the road. But it is essentially the same story. Very, very similar. But like pick up part two, which is probably, you know, very inexpensive on PlayStation 4, has a great PS5 enhancement if you're looking to play it on the current generation consoles. Because again, experience that story, which which is I really enjoyed it and experience superior gameplay for The Last of Us. Uh, and and get that story from the video game rather than waiting two to three years for, because the show is going to take its time. Like you know, it, it they they yeah they have a lot of work ahead of them. And the other thing I will say is, in the game, when you get to that last level where Joel is going to rescue Ellie, they make you fight through that whole building. Mm-hmm. You must have to kill two hundred dudes. To get to Ellie. And it always to me felt like that part of the game was a slog. I always felt like if there were 200 of these people here, then what, like, then how come they didn't send these 200 people to come get the damn kid? You know what I mean? That's always been my perspective was not that, not that, like, like society's supposed to be falling apart and everywhere you go, you seem to run into a couple hundred people. Gee. <laughs> You know, like, and Joel kills them all. Like, and I get it. It's a video game, whatever. But they do such a good job in the show that when he gets there and he's in that, 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 that hospital, you don't see a ton of people. And then he kills the two guards. And then he kills probably about 15 more people, you know, and then it feels like that's it. Like there's nobody left except for the two nurses he leaves alive. Yeah. Well, the fireflies are already spread thin and the show really illustrates that. And, and, you know, Naughty Dog, um, all of their video games struggle with this. uh, There's a specific term for it, but there's this disconnect between the gameplay and the story and the story, you know, um, Uncharted has this lovable plucky hero that is a mass murderer, you know, and no one seems to address it. The fourth one tried to address it, but still, kind of laughs it off a little bit but the, the, what isn't it the line of dialogue in the fourth one where it makes it sound like yeah like when i tell these stories i shoot a lot of people but i really don't or something like that yeah there's there's something like he's 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 recounting his his adventures yeah there's a bit of that and and i mean in the last of us like it you know it's a video game so there's a lot of like these are bad people you need to kill them you know and there's a lot of them you know and i think the show does a good job of being like, okay, um, these are folks that are trying to get Ellie and Joel, but like, they're not, they're not just evil. They're just the, you know, they, they're other survivors. Yeah. They're survivors. Um, and they have their own motivations for what they're doing and, and whatnot. So there's a, it's a lot, there's a lot more gray area in the television show than there is in the video game. You know, yeah. but they still do a really good job of adapting set pieces, characters, moments. The um, the, the scene when yeah. he kills those two guys on the stairs is, and I was like, oh, we're going to get the video game sequence. Yes. And I knew at that point we had like, I think that the show has like 25 more minutes before the end of that episode or like 20 minutes. Before, and I was like, are we going to get 20 minutes of him just walking through the hallway shooting people? And we get like 10 minutes of Joel walking through that hospital just like they don't even come close to killing him. He literally is just like killing them like they're nothing. And you're like, 
yeah, that's kind of what it feels like in the game. Wow, they really did. They really did adapt this sequence from the game. Shortened it. He didn't kill 200 dudes. He killed like 20. But they did such a good job with everything. I'm very impressed. In fact, I don't know if I'll ever go as far as to play Last of Us 2, but I definitely am waiting, eagerly waiting for season two now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would I would recommend you play part two. Uh, Not going to happen. Uh, it's still my recommendation, <laughs> but I respect that. I respect your response. Um, I, but then that being said, let's talk about the future of the last of us on HBO quickly. Um, obviously it has been renewed for a second season. Uh, they've had comments on what that would be. And those comments are basically part two is a much larger story and it's also much more complicated. So likely part two will be split into two seasons. And I know Lou Having not played the game, that might seem like a bit of no makes money sense. grabbing. Yeah, but it does make sense. You know, um, as you said, like it, it makes sense. And the story for part two can be told in a really interesting way when split into two seasons. That's all I'll say, uh, because yeah. there's a bit of a dueling narrative in part two that will work really well um, split into two seasons. So I'm excited to see how they do that. Uh, we have no casting news on characters that uh, like Dina or Abby. It's too, it's, it's too, it's too new. It's too, it's too new. Yeah. I give us six months to a year before we hear anything. I could, I think by summer we'll have, we'll have our, at least our casting rumors, but yeah, like six months. I think that's pretty solid. Um, there's talk that they could start filming as late as end of this year. Uh, the, pro- the pre-production process has already started and you know we already have jackson so like that's a big part of starting season two but um yeah it's a so there's been other comments too of like you know they promise there will be a lot more infected in the next season and again that goes with this the different storytelling that they're going to go with for for season two but uh but joel uh pedro pascal as joel and bella ramsey as ellie will return so they are continuing in season two there was talk that there's a time jump. So obviously people are asking, well, will Bella Ramsey still be Ellie? And like, you know, her current age is the exact same as Ellie's age in part two, but also like it's going to take them time to film it. I think she'll do just fine. You know, I, uh, well, in, that, in that, and a bunch of the outfits they put her in make her look younger than she actually is. Oh yeah. If they, if they change her outfits, change her makeup, change her hair, they can definitely make her look older. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, uh, they they have I mean, a lot of those. I tricks, mean, yeah. just just think about just think about Pedro Pascal playing Joel. Joel's character is supposed to be in his late mid to late fifties in the game, and yeah. Pedro Pascal is only like forty eight. Yeah, Pedro Pascal does not he does not look that old. You know, but uh, they but they put enough gray on him in the way they dress him and the way he handles himself and mannerisms. They make him look older than he is, and it works. It's very easy to do. Yes, of course, a hundred percent. And I, I think that, um, I think that, yeah, like the, the adaptation of part two is going to be a huge undertaking, but the fact that they did such a good job with part one, I am really now much more interested to see what they can do with part two. Cause I think the story of part one is a very simple story and we've seen other, you know, 
entertainment products make something of that caliber, you know, like uh, of that story and of the those locales and and those action sequences. And they do a very good job at adap- adapting it. But I think like part two, like if they hadn't nailed part one, I'd be like, I don't know, guys, like maybe don't <laughs> do season two because like it would be it'd be a very tough sell for me. But because they nail season one, I'm like, OK, I'm really excited now to see what you can do with part two, because there's. Yep. You know, part two has a more complex story, but it also has more complex gameplay that is directly connected to the story. Whereas in part one, the gameplay can easily be disconnected from the story. But there's a lot in part two that is very much connected to the gameplay. So they have a very tough road ahead of them to figure this out. But I I think they can figure it out. And we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes, we will, Lou. Uh, Well, that is going to do it for our topic discussion. Uh, As we mentioned earlier in the show, we will be talking about Resident Evil 4 Remake in uh, its uh, total uh, next episode. And, uh, you know, Lou, I think it might be time for another zombie movie discussion. We've got some time to kill before Fear the Walking Dead returns. So get your your movie thinking cap on, Lou, and, and find us something good to watch. How's that sound? Sounds good. I already got an idea. Ooh. Do you want to tease it or do you want to let people? Nope. Nope. They're going to have to work. They're going to have to think about it. All right. I'll just tell you, it's very new. It's very new. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And we have talked about it on the show when it made news. So we will, we we will, there's an idea floating around. All right. Well, I will leave the tease uh, in there and folks can, can think about that and and uh, let us know their thoughts. Uh, a great place to drop those thoughts is our Discord. Uh, go to bit.ly slash Zamp Discord and join in on the fun there. If you want to support the show directly, you can go to our Patreon and become a patron at patreon.com slash Zombies Ate My Podcast. You can also visit our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And while you're on Twitter, you can follow me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. Uh, you can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, before we go, as always, I want to know if you have some fine Busy Zombie Lord knowledge to pass along. Man, that rifle that he uses in the beginning of that sequence in the hospital killing guys, that thing came right out of the A-Team from the 80s. I was excited to see that. 